0: Broadcasting from Rochester, New York, at the intersection of faith and sports, it's Benson and Those Guys, the exclusive place to hear commentary from those guys, making it the world's number one faith-based sports radio program. Here he is, Benson and Those Guys, on Sports Radio 950 ESPN. Benson and
1: Those Guys, presented by Town & Country Pest
0: Solutions,
1: btgprogram.com or at btgprogram on Twitter. Dan Borello is with us, Christian Dan, working his magic, putting this fine auditorial experience together. And those guys, Darren and Zach, are here looking good, taking up space and keeping papers from blowing around the studio. <laughs> guys, did you see this? A high school pitcher in Washington State struck out 17 batters in a game recently. He did it over 14 innings pitched. He did it in a game which he threw 194 Pitches. Are you kidding me? 194 pitches. This is perhaps magnified by happening within the same week or so that Miami Marlins star Jose Fernandez goes down and will not be back for at least a year after Tommy John surgery. In what circumstance is it okay to allow a kid to throw 194 pitches? Was the coach listening to the teenage kid who, of course, he'll want to stay out there. He'll want to throw. He'll throw until his arm falls off. Not only did the coach let this young man throw 194 pitches over 14 innings, but that game ended up going 17 innings, and the reliever who tossed the final three innings then threw seven more in the second game of a doubleheader. So essentially this team played 27 innings and used only two pitchers. Now I know it's nice to win, guys, but come on, at what cost? This coach is a top nominee for today's Pest of the Week. In the second half of the program today, we'll be joined by Randy Holland. He spent 18 years as a trainer with the Toronto Blue Jays organization, and we'll get his views on that. San Francisco 49ers linebacker Alden Smith pleaded no contest Wednesday to three felony weapons charges and two misdemeanor counts of driving under the influence. He faces possible sentencing ranging from no jail time at all to a maximum of four years, four months behind bars. Now, does anybody want to wager that this NFL star will actually get any, any significant jail time? After all, this time around, nobody was killed. His attorney says that Smith has accepted and continues to accept responsibility for his actions. He also says, we're looking forward to the next court appearance. We're confident that the court will reach an appropriate sentence. Now, you might be looking forward to the next court appearance, sir, but I am not so confident that the court will reach an appropriate sentence. This all stems from an incident in November when Smith pleaded not guilty to three felony counts of illegal possession of an assault weapon after three assault rifles were discovered while police were responding to a complaint about a party at Smith's home. During the party, Smith fired a handgun in the air and was stabbed as two other people were shot during the, during the melee. Sound eerily familiar to a certain situation up in New England? I, I mean, come on. In September, Smith was charged with DUI, crashing his car into a tree. Police said his blood alcohol level was twice the legal limit. But in January, Smith said he was encouraged by the strides he had made to better himself. This was before before he was arrested last month at the L.A. airport after he allegedly became belligerent during a security screening and threatened that he had a bomb. Of course, the L.A. District Attorney's Office has said that Smith wouldn't be charged with a felony, but city officials are indeed still investigating. Listen, alcohol, guns do not mix. The NFL and the authorities have an obligation to protect this man from himself and protect the public from him. As well. What does Steve Kerr turning down the Knicks job mean? This was Phil Jackson's guy, and yet he's left at the altar. Now, who can really blame Kerr? Would you want the Knicks right now? Would you want that job? The Golden State Warriors are a playoff team with a bright future and young stars. But is this just one of those things, or does the fact that Phil could not get his guy to take the job mean that people will be avoiding the New York Knicks? And if coaches are avoiding the New York Knicks, what about players? So what do the Knicks do now? This program is pre-recorded, so maybe it's already happened. But, do, but go get Mark Jackson, Knicks. Go get Mark Jackson, a native New Yorker, a former Nick, a St. John's guy. Are you kidding me? He's proven himself in San Francisco. He's one of your guys. He plays for God's team. He's a pastor. Get it done. Get Mark Jackson. The most recent sign of the apocalypse? No sooner was the NFL draft completed and the 2015 mock drafts started appearing. The QB choice already being debated. Is it Oregon's Mariota or Florida State's Jameis Winston? Let there be no doubt that the NFL is king. Not only is there wall-to-wall coverage in season, but there's wall-to-almost-wall coverage out of season. ESPN only has what? A billion shows dedicated to the NFL? The draft was so overcovered that it was like getting served the same leftover spaghetti for the fifth night in a week. Listen, I enjoy sports, but at some point, some of these folks need a life. I mean, who is following all this extended coverage? Do your parents a favor and move out of their basement already. And lastly, before the break, let me just say this. The Oklahoma City Thunder are in trouble. The San Antonio Spurs are looking very much like a championship team. How about another Spurs Heat? finals because the pacers are not going to win enough games in miami to get that championship it's going to be spurs and it's going to be the heat and i wouldn't want to play the san antonio spurs right now coming up in the program peds randy holland parents behaving badly pest of the week and we'll hear from those guys after the break
0: Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions, serving Rochester over 25 years. Want to get rid of carpenter ants, wasps, hornets, snakes? alligators they do it all fearing nothing but god town and country pest solutions can get rid of those little critters that drive you and your household crazy town and country pest solutions fearing nothing but god call 426-5024 that's 426-5024 or visit townandcountrysolution.com Looking for custom-made apparel for your team, your family, or your business? Look no further than Match Play Custom Apparel. Great design, great selection, great prices. You can order online, call, email, or stop in. It's at 439 Central Avenue in Rochester. Match Play Custom Apparel. You can visit them online at MatchPlayCustomApparel.com. MatchPlayCustomApparel.com. Any design, any team, any logo, they'll do it. MatchPlayCustomApparel.com this segment of Benson and those guys brought to you by Team Valley Team Valley Incorporated is a nonprofit organization whose goal is to provide high-level youth sports opportunities at lower cost and here's where you can help the third annual Team Valley golf tournament takes place Sunday June 8 2014 registration at 11:30 shotgun start at one is the Chila Country Club at 760 Chilela Scottsville Road in Scottsville for more info email Dave Valley that's Dave at valleybaseball.com VA a-L-L-E-Baseball dot com. Dave at ValleyBaseball dot com
2: registration is now open for GT soccer in Hilton beginning August 16th and continuing each Saturday morning through October 4th space is limited in this very popular program so don't delay happy five soccer for ages 5 through 11 and GT soccer for ages 12 through 14 all games are played at the GT sports park in Hilton serving the community for 23 years the soccer programs offered through GT athletics teach soccer in a fun family-centered environment that will leave your family with many great memories for more information or to register, visit T It's Benson
0: and Those Guys, brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions on Sports Radio 950 ESPN. Benson and Those Guys, presented by Town & Country
1: Pest Solutions, btgprogram.com. You can go there. You can support the program. Get yourself a T-shirt. But before we get into this next segment, we
3: have breaking news from the Useless News Network. Zach? Thank you, Benson. This is Zach with the Useless News Network. We have breaking news, newly released by Mad Magazine and making its way quickly across Facebook. It's Alex Rodriguez's 2014 baseball card. The numbers are a lot different than what you'd expect. Some of the statistics on this card Seasons of Breaking Bad Watched for Amount of Money Saved Not Having to Buy PEDs This Year $15,000. Tostitos eaten, despite having fallen on the floor, 19. Pizza guys who've awkwardly accepted an unwanted autograph, a high 9. And last but not least, prank calls made to Bud Selig, 48. Not bad numbers, considering we're only at the quarter pole of this young season. Again, this is Zach reporting with Useless Breaking News. Thank you, Zach. Speaking of illegal
1: substances this week, Robert Mathis of the Colts suspended four games by the NFL because he tested positive for an illegal substance. Now, I don't know the guy, but in every interview I've heard, he seems sincere. His explanation, uh, you feel like four games is too tough. He was taking a fertility pill, or or I should say a fertility drug. I don't know if it was in pill form or not, but he wanted to have, or his explanation was he wanted to have another child or a child with his wife. Now, again, I don't know. But do you think the NFL should cut him a break? I mean, in his explanation, you kind of feel for the guy. Is four games too tough?
0: No, I think – Robert Mathis is actually getting what he deserves and here's why because if you're a prof- I heard Chris Carter this week on Sports Radio 950 on Mike and Mike talk about how his doctors knew everything his team doctor would fax everything to his personal physician, and vice versa they were always uh, they always knew what was going on every NFL athlete has trainers who can tell them what works and what doesn't he went out on his own he thought hey you know what I'm gonna you know my wife and I're gonna have a baby and I'm gonna an excuse to use this stuff and he had a career year and what happened now he's been suspended for four games. The NFL went out of its way with an explanation to say you're suspended. Uh, I, th- I find it funny that the suspension now comes um, in the offseason. You know, it didn't happen while they were making a playoff run. So I think, I think everybody's hands are dirty in this, uh, but especially Robert Mathis. I have no sympathy for the guy and he's got to serve his suspension and take his punishment because he knew better.
1: I agree, Dan. You You know, if you accept his explanation, if you said, well, that's okay and you cut his suspension short or you just give him a light slap on the wrist how many times are you going to hear well from the next guy well you know my wife and i were trying to have a kid you know sympathy for me pandora's box
3: yeah Mm -hmm. you're opening up a a whole pandora's Mm -hmm. box Well, well yeah zach i don't have a lot of sympathy for him because he has a lot of resources at his fingertips to make sure that he doesn't take something he shouldn't take the list of substances that are not acceptable are posted in locker rooms and clubhouses. The players are given phone numbers they can call to double-check. Hey, can I take this? Can I not take this? And yet every year we see guys that took a vitamin that they bought at the drugstore that has a, a contaminated or a, a, an illegal substance in it or something like this to take a prescription that they weren't allowed. It's, it's, it will take them literally 30 seconds to call the number, check the poster in the locker room, and yet guys continue to not do so.
1: Yeah, I think Dan makes a good point. You know, he had a career year, finishing with uh, I don't know many more sacks than he's ever had before, and just kind Led of the is, league. Yeah, yeah. Is this coincidence mm-hmm. that all you know? Oh, now he shows up uh, positive with an illegal substance because it, because
0: it like the drug he took is like a masking agent, meaning covers everything else. So if you allow that, then phew, same thing. Manny Ramirez trying to do.
1: You know the whole PED argument. Uh, it is a messy situation how do you, you're going to go in you're going to clean peds out where how does a believer uh, a bible believer how do should their view be different when it comes to ped users for instance should you uh, and we've had this discussion before should you forgive forget how, how do you view that if you're a, a believer is there any difference
0: you know, I, I just kind of look at the whole situation to go, you know, I, I know God doesn't really care about sports, meaning he's not pulling for a particular team. Uh, he, he is for the individuals. And if all the individuals are using this stuff and your dream is to become a major league baseball player and your only route to get there is through performance enhancing drugs or if it's football or baseball or basketball or whatever, you that's a difficult decision. I wouldn't want to have to make that decision. I've never had enough athleticism to make that decision. Uh, that's that's pretty tough. Uh, it, you I don't know. I really don't know, because if I put myself in that person's shoes, like Andy Pettits, who admitted after he got caught that he did use that stuff to try to recover from injury because the pressure was there, and you're making millions and millions of dollars, and oh, by the way, his brother's a pastor in Houston, Texas, and who put all the money toward that church to build a brand new gym? It was Andy Pettit. Who put in the uh, resources for their expansion? It was Andy Pettit. So, it's a slippery slope there, and Andy Pettit's one of the most honorable guys that at least we know of. We only know so much, but uh, I honestly do not know what I would in that situation, just being honest it's a it's a tough spot you know in sports it's
1: there's an intense level of competitiveness, and if you 're hanging on if you're at the end of your career you're beginning your career and you are taking these things to enhance your ability. well, if you land that job you 're taking that job from somebody else. now, how is that person uh, intended to feel? how are they meant to feel? Uh, The pressure that's in sports to perform, I mean, you either perform or you're gone. Mm -hmm. We get that. You either perform or you're gone. And seemingly every little move in sports is analyzed by some sort of statistic, regardless of how successful you are. Scouts are always out there looking for your replacement. I can see where guys say, I need that extra
4: edge, but it is still cheating. It is still wrong. Darren, you had something you wanted to add? I know it's wrong. Everyone that takes it knows that it's wrong. I'll be completely honest. If I'm a professional athlete, any sport doesn't matter, and performance-enhancing drugs are accessible to me, and they are going to keep me on the field, keep me playing, make me millions of dollars, because that's what's on the line here, I I would have a very hard time not taking it. And I— to be honest, I, I, I would definitely, I would, I would do it. And, you know, I'm not saying that's right. I know it's wrong. And I know a lot of these guys are faced with that decision. And it's not surprising to me that so many people use, use performance-enhancing drugs.
1: Well, it's not surprising. Um, you know, people do what the mass amount of people, you, you follow the crowd. I saw a car the other day. I saw a car waiting to pull out. This funeral procession was going by with their lights on. This car was making a turn. He turned his lights on and got on the back of the line of the funeral procession. He started running like four or five red lights. He's just traveling along. He's going the same way the crowd was going. And it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right at
4: all. It, One, I'm sorry, you were going to say something? It, you're right. It's, it's not right at all. But you, go back to the steroid era in baseball when it was – just prevalent in the sport guys that didn't want to take it started looking around and realizing the only way I am going to keep my job is if I do it. And I I can't hate these guys. I can't hate them. I can't fault them. I, you know, I don't know if you you want to say something. something?
3: Yeah. I actually did a paper on this subject in college when it first kind of broke into the national attention. And I, I looked up the story of Ken Caminiti, and a lot of guys who have been baseball fans for several years now will remember Ken Caminiti, third baseman for the Padres and Astros back when they were good, and um, he's quoted as saying that he took PEDs because he noticed his skills slipping, and he said everybody else around him was taking them, and he knew he would lose his job if he didn't, and I thought, you know, well, you still don't have to, and I think about it now, and I think now that I have a family that I'm supporting, like, the pressure to do this has got to be tremendous.
0: He, uh, Zach brings up a point that I was going to like – uh, add on to is the fact that you rise to your next level of broke, no matter how much money you make. Okay, So if you're making $5 million a year, you're spending $5 million a year, or then some. And you have all, also access to all kinds of credit lines, too, because you have $5 million a year. And as soon as if you and it, like most people, unless you're Dave Ramsey and, and you've listened to Dave Ramsey educate you on how to do your finances, most people don't know how to naturally do finances, so you spend, 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 and all of a sudden, that money's gone. And what do you do? Well, if it means taking care of my family or just meeting my obligations and debts, I don't know if you saw the NFL special broke 30 for 30 broke they only get paid for 16 weeks or 17 weeks of the season if you make the playoffs you get bonuses but if you're done at the end of december a lot of guys are broke and they have no income coming in until the following september and so if you're in that situation that's what's going to happen that's what that's what could happen
1: we had we sent this out over Twitter asking for comments. We got one email that we received it was making that argument. I said because of that, you ought to make it just make it legal. The argument being made that the athlete knows the risk, he knows the side effects, and if he's willing to take the drug, then it's on him. He weighs the pros and cons. His opinion was that no contracts are broken. If uh, if contracts allowed for their use, doping then becomes a legitimate form of enhancing as, as, as acceptable
3: as uh, any other training method, weightlifting, what have you. And I don't think that that would change very much as far as uh, athletes who do and don't take it because we keep hearing every year when this keeps coming up and keeps coming up that the the pharmacists – making these PEDs are always a step or two ahead of the testers. The testers are reacting to the drugs that are already available. So there are still a large percentage of players taking them that we don't know about and may never know about. In fact, all those players who got caught last season only got caught not because of failing a test, but because of paperwork with their signatures and names on it. And I think that uh, legalizing it is not going to do a whole lot of difference because these guys are already so far ahead of the testing curve as here, it is. Here, here, here's
1: my problem, though. Um, would you agree that athletes are role models for youth? They are, whether they want to be or not. And when it first broke, uh, contrary to what you may have heard on this program, that uh, Barry Bonds never took steroids. <laughs> when it was found out that he was, when when it was did. tested, uh, man. Uh, over a thousand percent increase in the use. Right. That's that, according to reports. A thousand uh, young that, people uh, are right, taking that, it because yeah. they're seeing what he wh- what he achieved. You're a role model, man. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent increase. George Will uh, writes for Newsweek. Observe this: that the athlete's proper goal is to perform unusually well, not unnaturally well. And there's a difference there. There's a difference between therapeutic and enhancement. Are you training? Are you ge- increasing uh, therapy? You're, you're getting better, you're getting stronger, or are you enhancing abilities that you would not have normally had? Steroids enhance the body to perform what it was originally designed to do. Now, we as believers believe that God has designed each person with specific purposes in mind, and that he has gifted each person with different talents and abilities to achieve the, uh, those things that he purposed them to do. Using PED would then reflect, reflect a, uh, really a lack of faith in what God, uh, God's ability to properly equip you to do what he has, has tasked for you therapeutic medical advances uh they alleviate the effects of the fall of man they uh maybe they slow death they uh, uh relieve suffering enhancements involve man trying to become uh what he deems better than how god originally made him i i see no way that he, even if it was legal this is not right this is there's an issue beyond this peds are illegal there's laws against them uh, currently uh, and we're we're called in, to obey those laws. Uh, and I think God created you the way you are. You can train using natural things, but if it becomes innatural, you're using substances, then it becomes an issue. You are a role model, and
3: it is cheating. Zach? Uh, another angle when you're talking about how a, a believer should view steroids is that most of the time the guys that you find out are steroid users – Physically, they're shot before their time. You see, so many of the guys like uh, McGuire and Caminiti and and those guys Palmero. Their body ages unnaturally quickly. It's one of the things that steroids do. They they help you for a time, but then they take it away quickly. And yeah, in in some cases, I
0: think McGuire and Caminiti. I think they saw in Palmero. I think they in Sammy Sosa. I think they saw the proverbial writing on the wall. If you want to quote Isaiah, and they saw that um, Sammy Sosa was average. And going nowhere. Rafael Palmero was average and losing his job to guys like Mark Race. All those things. And all of a sudden, he walks Jose Canseco to Texas. And, so- and suddenly, all of a sudden, they're hitting balls all over Arlington. Why is that? And Barry Bonds looks at uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, who, I mean, McGuire was
3: almost on his way out of Oakland until he resurrected his career hitting home runs because of steroid use. They'll take the trade off. The sad ending to the Caminiti story is that his body broke down. He was no longer able to play. He became dependent on drugs and alcohol and ended up committing suicide.
0: Yeah it's, yeah, it's funny because he, and he even admits that he didn't know what he was doing when he's taking steroids. A lot of guys go, well, I'll cycle on, I'll cycle off, all this other stuff. He just took steroid after steroid after steroid, and finally just basically his head exploded. We often focus on the professional athlete
1: keeping a job and getting a job, but there is a large population of amateur users because they see it as accepted. They see what has happened to athletes, and they're trying to acquire a certain physique. They want to look a certain way, and they think this is the way to do it, uh, albeit an unhealthy way to do it, but it's going to achieve what they want it to achieve. We're never going to hear about them very often. Um, They're not professional athletes. They're not going to make the news. Uh, But that seems to make the body uh, something that they're (sighs) – They're worshiping. You know, I, I got to be this, and I really, uh, the body should be something simply that we care for. Uh, Jesus said, Hill, uh, we ought not to worry about what we eat, what we drink, what we wear. He'll provide those necessary things for us. We ought to just care for it and not obsess over it. Mm-hmm. When we come back from the break, Randy Holland, we're going to talk more later on in the program about parents behaving badly. We got the Pest of the Week coming up. And of course, Useless Information and Unreasonable Minute
2: registration is now open for GT Soccer in Hilton, beginning August 16th and continuing each Saturday morning through October 4th. Space is limited in this very popular program, so don't delay. Happy Five Soccer for ages 5 through 11, and GT Soccer for ages 12 through 14. All games are played at the GT Sports Park in Hilton, serving the community for 23 years. The soccer programs offered through GT Athletics teach soccer in a fun, family-centered environment that will leave your family with many great memories. For more or to register, visit GNTSoccer.com.
0: Looking for custom made apparel for your team, your family, or your business? Look no further than Match Play Custom Apparel. Great design, great selection, great prices. You can order online, call, email, or stop in. It's at 439 Central Avenue in Rochester. Match Play Custom Apparel. You can visit them online at Match Play Custom Match Play Custom Any design, any team, any logo, they'll do it. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. This segment of Benson and those guys brought to you by Team Valley. Team Valley Incorporated is a nonprofit organization whose goal is to provide high-level youth sports opportunities at lower cost. And here's where you can help. The third annual Team Valley Golf Tournament takes place Sunday, June 8th, 2014. Registration at eleven thirty. Shotgun start at one. It's the Chilai Country Club at 760 Chilai Scottsville Road in Scottsville. For more info, email Dave Valley. That's Dave at ValleyBaseball.com. V A a L L E baseball Dave at valleybaseball Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town and to Country Pest Solutions, serving Rochester over twenty five years. Want to get rid of carpenter ants, wasps, hornets, snakes, alligators? They do it all. Fearing nothing but God, Town and to Country Pest Solutions can get rid of those little critters that drive you and your household crazy. Town and to Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. Call four two six. Fifty twenty four. That's 426-5024. Or visit townandcountrysolution.com. You're listening to Rochester's only faith-based sports radio program. Benson and those guys brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions on Sports Radio 950 ESPN.
1: Benson and those guys presented by Town and Country Pest Solutions, btgprogram.com or at btgprogram on Twitter, We're joined right now by Randy Holland. Randy spent 18 seasons with the Toronto Blue Jays. He is a trainer, and we talked at the top of the show about a high school pitcher, Randy, who threw 194 pitches over 14 innings. Let me ask you, is that too much, and what kind of stress is that on a young man's arm?
5: Did I just hear you right? Did you say over 190 pitches?
1: 194 pitches. That's pitches in the game. That doesn't include the uh, warm-ups between innings.
5: Yeah, I think we we oftentimes forget about that. That's not counting how many it took him to get warmed up as well. So, you know, from my end, um, I I feel like that's way too many pitches. You know, I've been doing it a long time. And uh, that, uh, for me, that, that that that's just that's just uh, that's way out of line for for from where from my end.
1: What is the biggest risk if a young man is throwing that much? What is the biggest risk? What happens to his arm? Is it is his arm? Is it is his shoulder?
5: Well, you know, and it, it's 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 an accumulative effect. I think if you look at it, nobody's got a handle on this whole thing. Um, you know, you you read now with the Tommy John surgeries and different things that are going on. Um, you know, and and I know Dr. Andrews being over with the Blue Jays, we sent several people up there. I've rehabbed several of these people, but I don't think we have a a real clear cut. And I don't know that we're ever going to know what it is, but I can tell you one thing I will guarantee you. It is, it is repetition over time. And a lot of these kids are, you know, when I grew up, we didn't even know what travel ball was. And now we're asking them to go out there. They're pitching for their little league teams. They may pitch on a Friday. They turn around and get in some of these tournaments. There's no pitch limits. So would I say that 193 is too much? I think that's too much for a game, but I doubt that that's probably going to be the one game that causes it. I think this is an accumulative effect dating back probably when this kid was in the little league and how much, how much has he taken over, you know, this entire time, how much wear and tear on that shoulder and elbow does he have? So that, that's my big concern. Seems to me,
1: and maybe it's just uh, the news that I'm hearing, but is there, are there more Tommy John's surgeries today than ever before?
5: Absolutely. Um, you look at the numbers this year, and I think they're at the major league level, they're already up to 18 this year, and I think they only had 19 out of, and I don't know what that stat is of, of the entire season last year, but whatever stats they're keeping, they're already up to 18. I think they had 19 all of last year. Uh, the Atlanta Braves, who I'm, I'm pretty familiar with because I just, you know, I was involved in the rehab with Gavin Floyd. Um, I think they've lost two two of their, their front-line guys that would have been in their rotation and uh, in the bullpen out of them. And a couple of those guys have already had two Tommy's. This is their second one. This isn't their first one, their second one. So, um, again, nobody really knows what's going on. And, and I can tell you this, that ligament, it, you know, it'll only take so much stress, and after a while it goes. And, and you know, you can you can make uh, relationships on, hey, it's, it's velocity. It's how hard these guys are throwing. I had five this year, Rick. I, I mentioned to you earlier we had five kids or not five kids, but we had five players at one time. I never had that at all when I was with the Blue Jays. A couple of those kids only threw, you know, one left-hander threw in the high 70s, low 80s, and the other kid was a little guy about 5'4", 5'5", and he threw in the low 80s. So to say that it's it's velocity-related, I don't know that it's velocity-related because we're seeing kids that are throwing in their 70s and 80s and having it. So we just don't have a good... Hold on it right now on what 's going on and why all this is happening, but i 'll guarantee you it's uh, over overuse is, is is the number one concern
0: Rand, is there a certain pitch that a little leaguer shouldn 't throw so they don 't lead well, down to this you know, down, down I, this path
5: We used to get I used to get in my soapbox i 'd go to all these little leagues and tell them don 't have them throw curveballs blah 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 what we 're finding out now is actually the velocity that goes through the ligament, the stresses that go through the ligament and throwing a curveball are actually less than what we see on a fastball. Um, my whole thing has been develop arm speed by throwing a fastball. Learn to throw a fastball and a up because your thumb pronates, which means thumb down at ball release. Um, when you throw a curveball, your 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 hand does not, your thumb does not go down at ball release. You talk to these big league guys. You talk to these guys. What pitch did it happen on? Uh, we see more and more forces that are going through the elbow now with the split fingered fastball. Um, so. I've had guys do it on a fastball. I've had guys do it on curveballs. I've had guys do it on change-ups. So it's just again, it's just it's it's just not a science. And, and Dr. Andrews is doing a great job down there with his you know laboratory. They study it. They still don't have a fix on it.
1: Randy, you speak from uh, experience. You have worked with some of the top players in the game. Who are, who are some of the players you have helped rehab?
5: Well, I, I, you know, as far as rehab, I think I had worked on it. I was just thinking, and, I, and it blows me away that I even think about this. I think at one time I had worked on nine. Uh, Cy Young guys and I went down the list Guillermo Hernandez, I don't know how many people remember him, one of the guys that I had, I was going down the list and I was like, oh, I Frank Viola. I Uh forgot about him and so Roger Clements, I had him and so I've worked on a lot of guys, the most recent guy is is Gavin Floyd and he has, you know, he's one of the uh, in the starting rotation now at the Atlanta Braves and has done great Um, he had surgery almost a year out, Uh, they started him in 11 months they let him come back I think at 11 months and he's about a year out And he's had three excellent outings now for the Braves. So um, I'm excited about him. He's a good friend of mine, good Christian brother, and I love him. And so he's the most recent guy that I've actually worked on.
1: Randy and I have been friends uh, for seven or eight years now. Uh, I know Randy to be a dear brother, uh, a man of God. Randy, you have a remarkable testimony. Can you share with us a little how God has influenced your career?
5: Sure. Um, you know, I was uh, from a little town in Oregon and, and uh, my mom took me to my mom took my sister and I to church every Sunday and knew right from wrong, thought I knew Jesus, got wet baptized at 12 and really had no relationship with him whatsoever. I uh, was Mr. Goody Two Shoes in high school, went on to college and college is where I started kind of coming apart and, and 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 running around. I got married at 24. My wife is only 19, just out of high school. And, uh, you know, we uh, were at the Blue Jays, and I started with them in 82, finished up in 2000. And, and, you know, she chased me around the country. And, and uh, I'm, not proud of, I'm not proud of my background, not proud of some of the things that I did uh, when I was, you know, in, in pro ball. And, and uh, so uh, after 18 years of being in that, I uh, became a, actually a born-again believer um, 1995, on Easter Sunday, after I'd moved out from my wife, uh, we were going to get a divorce. It was all my my issue. Um, and uh, we were going to move out. And um, through that, she became a Christian through the whole thing. And so God really spared us. It was it was absolutely amazing. And um, after that point, after all of that, uh, after 18 years, the Blue Jays asked me to become the head athletic trainer. And that's that's what we worked for. You know, I'd spent five years in AAA and was a rehab coordinator and that's everything I'd wanted was to be a, a major league athletic trainer. And, uh, that was after 18 years. And the GM came to me, his name was Gordash And I was good friends with Gordon still am today. And he asked me, uh, you know, be the head trainer. And I said, Gordon, no, as a matter of fact, I'm not even going to do that. I'm going to leave. I'm going to start a baseball school. You know, and I, all you want to do as a player and athlete trainer is be being the big leagues, you want the glitch, you want the glamour, you want all that stuff and the pay. And, there's a lot of status that comes with that. And that's not what God had had for me. And and, uh, I needed an accountability partner because I knew what my past had been. And number one, God is my accountability partner. Number two was my wife. And I'd ask them to fly her on every road trip and give me a ridiculous amount of money to be an athletic trainer. And they actually thought about it for a while. But my accountability is God first and my wife second. And, uh, I just couldn't do it. I, I couldn't take the job. And I left and we started a baseball school and, and we ran that for about 14 or 15 years, still going. Uh, our motto was developing quality players from the inside out. And we've had a tremendous you know, chance to be able to affect a lot of people. So God has been gracious. He reached down to me and it says in the Psalms, it says that your sins are forgiven as far as the East is from the West. And man, did I need a savior and boy, the chalkboard was wiped clean, and my life has never been the same again, Rick. It's just, it's been incredible.
1: Randy, to hear you talk about it, you had an opportunity to uh, reach the top level of your profession as as a baseball trainer. That's what you work for, I'm sure, the paycheck, but you walked away from that, uh, you turned that down to start a baseball school, just stepping out on faith. and. And you're doing that again, are you not? You've recently moved out west uh to disciple men. Uh, is is that another yeah. step of faith? Yeah. Man.
5: Yeah, it's uh you know God spoke to me and and it's amazing when you when you are in tune with God and and you're trying to follow his ways and things and he he really spoke very clearly to my spirit and he told me that my time at the winning inning was although I'm still an owner in it, um you know, he really spoke to me and really gave us the direction to come out here. We're originally from the West Coast, from Oregon, and this gets us close. We like the warm weather and things, and and I was really having a hard time at the winning inning being able to disciple men one-on-one and do what I know God had called me to, the Great Commission. You know, at the end of Matthew, the last words that Jesus said before he left were what? You know, go and make disciples, you know, teaching me to obey the commands that I have given them, and, and, and lo, I'm with you to the end of the earth. And we need not look any further than that to know that we're in the center of, the, of God's will when we're discipling people and 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 duplicating yourself. And I was having a hard time doing that, being a business owner. And um, so God really spoke to my spirit. He opened up some doors, and He's allowed us to move out to Arizona with my wife. And and uh, we're 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 certainly excited about being out here. We're getting a chance to build a new home and getting to know people. I don't know anybody out here right now, but I know God's got a plan, and, and I know it's going to be in men's ministry, and I know it's going to be discipling men.
1: Well, that's exciting. Uh, uh, what an example of faith to see you step out like that. Randy, I want to have uh, uh, finish our discussion here. We like to ask each of our guests three nosy questions. So uh, are you ready for three nosy questions? Nothing sure, prime. I'm not,
5: i I'm having a hard time. I don't know if I'm coming across okay or not, but the reception's going in and out, but right now I think I'm in a place where I can hear you pretty good.
1: Sound fine. okay, let me ask you this. What
5: is the last good book you read? The last good wow, the last good book I read was from uh, Pat Williams, the assistant g m at uh, uh, Orlando? Um, with the Orlando Magic, and i'm trying trying to think of the name of oh the I think it's the difference you make. And it was an actually he's a, he's a really talented Christian speaker, written a lot of books and uh, he's got quite a testimony and that was a really powerful book for me.
1: Here's nosy question number two. If you turn on your iPod right now, what's your favorite artist you're listening to, band or singer? You know
5: what? I think a lot of people would you know would say it's hokey or whatever, but I really only listen to Christian music. You know, Chris Tomlin is, is one of my all time favorites, Jeremy Camp is one of my favorites. Um I love Hill song. Um, so I do. I just you know I surround myself with Christian music. So those would be a lot of the a lot of my favorites.
1: This is probably a, a tough question here for somebody that is an athletic trainer. But how many how many times a week do you work out, Randy?
5: I myself now athletic training is a whole different you know a whole different deal. I'm not a trainer. I'm not a personal trainer. Although I you know have some experience in that athletic training is you know rehab you know prevention and care of injuries rehab. Um, I personally like to work out. I run, you know, what's great about out here is I'm going to have some more time. I, I usually run three to four times a week, about 35, 40 minutes. Um, so that's, that's kind of my workout, and then I'll lift some light, light weights a couple times a week. So I like to be athletic. I like to get out, and I like to do things.
1: Randy, I want to thank you for coming on with us. You're, uh, I know you to be a good, godly man. I appreciate you. I enjoy our friendship. I'm looking forward to seeing you, and thanks again for coming yep. on with us.
5: Hey, thank you, and uh, God bless and all the best with the new radio show.
1: Thanks, Randy. Benson and those guys presented by Town & Country Pest Solutions. When we get back from the
0: break, Parents Behaving Badly. This segment of Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Team Valley Incorporated, a non-profit organization whose goal is to provide high-level youth sports opportunities at lower cost. Teams learn to play the game of baseball and softball the right way. They learn and demonstrate respect for the game, umpires, opponents, and each other, and improve through professional instruction at Valley Sports. For more info, contact Dave Valley at dave at valleybaseball.com, V-A-L-L-E baseball.com, or at Team Valley, V-A-L-L-E, Dot com. That's teamvalley.com
2: Registration is now open for G&T Soccer in Hilton, beginning August 16th and continuing each Saturday morning through October 4th. Space is limited in this very popular program, so don't delay. Happy Five Soccer for ages 5 through 11, and G&T Soccer for ages 12 through 14. All games are played at the G&T Sports Park in Hilton, serving the community for 23 years. The soccer programs offered through G&T Athletics teach soccer in a fun, family-centered environment that will leave your family with many great memories. For more information, Or to register, visit gntsoccer.com.
0: Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town and Country Pest Solutions, serving Rochester over 25 years. Want to get rid of carpenter ants, wasps, hornets, snakes, alligators? They do it all. Fearing nothing but God, Town & Country Pest Solutions can get rid of those little critters that drive you and your household crazy. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. Call 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit townandcountrysolution.com. Looking for custom-made apparel for your team, your family, or your business? Look no further than Match Play Custom Apparel. Great design, great selection, great prices. You can order online, call, email, or stop in. It's at 439 Central Avenue in Rochester. Match Play Custom Apparel. You can visit them online at matchplaycustomapparel.com. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. Any design, any team, any logo, they'll do it. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. You're listening to Benson and those guys brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions on Sports Radio 950 ESPN. Benson
1: and those guys, btgprogram.com or at btgprogram at Twitter, on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, who said that? I'm going to give you a quote here. You can tweet your answer to at btgprogram using the hashtag who said that. First correct answer wins a Benson and those guys t shirt. Here's a quote. Growing up, I was so young in my faith I didn't understand what it meant to walk with Christ every day. As I got older, I realized it wasn't about going to church or managing your sin, but about daily dying to myself and surrendering my life to Christ. Tweet your answer to at BTG program using the hashtag who said that. I'll give you hint. It is a professional baseball player. I said before the break, when we come back, we talk about parents behaving badly. Former relief pitcher Mitch Williams has sort of portrayed himself on the MLB network as a bit of a regular guy, but a bit of a loose cannon. And apparently this is indeed who he really is after getting ejected from his 10-year-old son's baseball game during a Ripken baseball tournament in Maryland. This is not a first-time offender. Williams was ejected from his daughter's basketball game a few years back for yelling at an official. Allegedly, during his kid's ball game, he was even reportedly calling one child a insert inappropriate slang term for weekly and told one of his players to hit the kid and try to knock him out of the game. However, Williams Used Twitter to defend himself, saying, to set the record straight, I was thrown out for laughing at a call. I was thrown out for laughing at a call. Then the uh, umpire threatened to fight me and said, pick a time and place. Here's his quote on Twitter All I care about is the kids. Darren?
4: <laughs> Parents that are behaving like this are absolutely embarrassing themselves, but even worse, you're embarrassing your child. You're, you're, you're taking the innocence and pure enjoyment of the game away from these kids. Uh, it, it's awful to see. I, I see it all the time. I'm sure plenty of you see it all the time. And these parents, they didn't just pick it up out of nowhere. They probably learned it from their parents. It's a learned behavior. Kids are going to observe and copy us. Uh, a good example of that, my own life is my own kids. Like, I can tell them to do something all day. And They'll probably listen out of fear of a, of a negative repercussion, but they're going to do as I do a lot more, and we, we really need to, to get, get it under control at our kids' sporting events because, I mean, we are setting an, an example, and it's a poor one.
1: There's a picture going around the Internet of this event, and these two, Williams and the umpire, are nose-to-nose like you would see in a major league game. Apparently, uh, allegedly, there was a 10-minute delay in play. As Williams refused to leave the field, and I suppose the umpire—who's at fault—is it Williams? Is it the umpire? The uh, probably sanity somewhere in the middle. Ripken Baseball, who was putting on, on putting on the tournament, did state that the umpire acted unprofessionally. But does it matter, really? Who started it? Both Williams and the umpire need to check, check themselves. But this sort of stuff happens all the time, maybe not uh, to this level. Uh, it's not just the parents, it's the coaches. Have you seen that video uh, of the coach in, in uh, La Mirada, California High School, Kim Brooks, uh, he's also the AD, by the way, is seen ripping his team in a profanity-filled video, 17 minutes worth, that has gone Viral. Brooks, the coach, has heard directing F-bombs directly to several of his players individually as he ripped his team for not playing with any heart. I'm sorry that, your, uh, that during your Easter vacation you had to play baseball, he said during the rant. There's some, expletive deleted, kids at Children's Hospital that would have given anything to be able to uh, walk and be out there. This is what he's yelling
0: at at his high school team are you kidding me no unfortunately probably not and uh what are you what are you gonna do you can't i mean you just gotta just not how do i put this as a son of a coach who got kicked out of a game once as a christian i have to say this the game just gets to you it's we're men and we we have egos and we want to win and it's somehow when we lose do we take it personally and that's just – but there's there's got to be behavioral – got to check yourself, especially if you're a Christian, and just take a step back and just be like, okay, it's not worth it. It's really not that big a deal. I have actually gone from wanting to manage baseball teams as a kid, where I coached at 16, 17, 18 years old, to I don't even want to coach my kids if I ever have them. I don't, I don't want – let somebody else do it. Uh, really, I, I don't even want to do it. I, I don't even – because I know once I, once I get a taste, uh, I'm going to be like uh, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. On the third base, in the third base coach's box, and I don't even want to invite the temptation.
4: What bothers me the most is the result of a youth game. It doesn't matter. I could go back to my youth, and, and you could offer me a million dollars to tell me you pick a game and say did you win or lose and how many hits did you get how many points did you score it
0: doesn't matter now I don't know but it mattered then to you though and it probably matters to those guys
4: in that moment Yeah, but why does it matter so much to the parents
0: I know like, it but it's a but it does it's, that, and it's not even that many parents it's like the Mitch Williams the one the one viral video we see it matters to this guy it matters to that coach that uh, Benson's talking about you know that's where that's where you just gotta be like okay, bro 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 really You're you know, you just bring it – you're really embarrassing yourself here. When Major League Baseball Network has to ask you to take a leave of absence, we have a problem. Being in sports ministry, I,
1: I'm around youth sports, and i got to tell you, it is commonplace. Uh, the, the parents are on the sidelines ripping, uh, ripping the officials, laughing at them, uh, yelling at them. And what are you teaching? You're teaching a disrespect for authority. You're teaching young people to – Question authority when we're told we should pray for authority. First Timothy chapter 2, we should pray for all those that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. That's uh, That's not the same thing.
0: I know we have to go to break. I'll say this. The reason why I go to First Bible Baptist Church is because of what I witnessed at a women's softball game. The behavior of the First Bible Baptist Church women versus the behavior of the team that I actually was asked to help coach. And that's the reason why I went to the church that I go to now. It was because of a softball game. Think about you're always on interview. No matter who you are, you're always being watched, and especially now with phones. You're always being watched. Keep that in mind because you never know who you're going to influence and why. Benson and
1: those guys presented by Town & Country Pest Solutions, btgprogram.com. When we, back, when we get back later in the show, Pest of the Week.
0: Benson- Title Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town to & Country Pest Solutions, serving Rochester over 25 years. Want to get rid of carpenter ants, wasps, hornets, snakes, alligators? They do it all. Fearing nothing but God, Town to & Country Pest Solutions can get rid of those little critters that drive you and your household crazy. Town to & Country Pest Solutions. Fearing nothing but God. Call 426 426- 5024 that's 4265024 or visit townandcountrysolution.com
2: registration is now open for GT soccer in Hilton beginning August 16th and continuing each Saturday morning through October 4th space is limited in this very popular program so don't delay happy five soccer for ages 5 through 11 and GT soccer for ages 12 through 14 all games are played at the GT sports park in Hilton serving the community for 23 years the soccer programs offered through GT athletics teach soccer in a fun family-centered environment that will leave your family with many great memories for more information or to register, visit
0: Welcome back to Rochester's number one faith-based sports program, Benson and those guys on Sports Radio 950 ESPN.
1: Benson and those guys. I want to hear from those guys. I'm going to give it over to
3: Zach right now, who's going to bring a bit of useless information. Thanks, Benson, for my useless information this week we are talk about Oakland A's outfielder, Josh Reddick. You know, he used to be known for his Johnny Damon-type appearance with his giant beard and his caveman hair. But that ended in November when he had lost a bet to WWE wrestler Daniel Bryan. Bryan had to shave off Reddick's beard. That was uh, Reddick's punishment for losing the bet. And like Samson, it seemed to sap his strength. Through May 12th of this season, he had just one home run and nine RBI in 112 at-bats. So he turned to another superstition to change his fortune. He changed his walk-up music to the song Careless Whisper by Wham, and it worked. (laughs) That night, he went two for three with a triple RBI and two runs scored. Since the switch on May 12th, in eight games, he's hitting two fifty-eight with three home runs and 12 RBIs in just those eight games.
1: Careless Whisper by Wham. Mm -hmm. Release your man card. Turn it back in. Right now, we're going to go to Darren. He's got a bit of uh, an unreasonable minute. So
4: unreasonable that we're not even going to give him the full minute. Darren? This goes out to my man, uh, Jerry the umpire. He was tasked with the very important job of calling my Monday night softball game. And he was doing a stellar job until the fifth inning when he missed a call involving me. Now, I disagreed with the call, and you know, we had a chat about it before, before my next at-bat, and I thought that we came to a mutual understanding that he owed me one. <laughs> Apparently, I was wrong because he missed a second call involving me, the play after we just had the conversation. I simply cannot let this type of shoddy umpiring continue. I understand that we are human, and we are bound to make mistakes, but that does not give us the right... To bring anything but our best effort to the field, Jerry. It's your job, nay, your privilege to umpire my softball game and it must be done right. I am the Mike Trout of softball. And I expect to be treated like the superstar that I am. So the next time you are given the distinguished privilege of working one of my contests, make sure you bring your A game and glasses because I not only expect a perfectly called game, but I also want a few favorable calls that this superstar deserves. That's a minute and nine seconds. Sorry, I went long.
1: <laughs> that's, that's enough for two weeks. Benson and those guys presented by Town & Country Pest Solutions. We are going to go around the room with our Pest of the Week. We'll start with you, Dan. Pest
0: um, of the Week. My Pest of the Week is not Mark Cuban, but everyone who is ripping Mark Cuban for what he says. He apologized to uh, Trayvon Martin's family. And the reason why is because he basically was asked about the Donald Sterling situation. And he said... He goes, you know, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite, but I know I'm prejudiced. I know I'm bigoted in a lot of different ways. I've said this before. If I see a black kid in a hoodie at night on the same side of the street, I'm probably going to walk to the other side of the street. If I see a white guy with a shaved head and lots of tattoos, I'm probably going to back to the uh, go back to the other side of the street. If I see anybody that looks threatening... I try and I try not to, but part of me takes into account race and gender image. I'm prejudiced, and he came out and said that. And you know what? Most people actually think those thoughts; they just don't say them. And a lot of people are going after Mark. He would say, "Well, you're a racist too." And you know what? For not. You know, Mark Cuban's being honest. I'm thinking the same thing Mark Cuban is, and I respect his honesty because he's trying to tell you, hey, look, I am prejudiced. But everybody, my pests aren't everyone who is ripping on him for being a quote-unquote bigot because you know what? You are too. You won't admit it. He will. So
3: your pest isn't Mark Cuban. It's, it's everybody, everybody else. else. <laughs> Zach, pest of the week. My pest of the week is not even a human being. My pest of the week is California chrome's nasal strip because I am tired of hearing about it. For most of this week, I've had to listen to speculation about whether he'll be allowed to wear it, whether he should be allowed to wear it. He's a horse, guys. He runs around a track for two minutes, ridden by a tiny dude in silk pajamas, okay? They're animals. They're not athletes. I don't care if California Chrome wears a nasal strip, sunglasses, or Elvis Presley's rhinestone jumpsuit, because he's just a horse.
1: (laughs) My pest of the week is my friend Jeff G., Jeff G. is a Braves fan. And Jeff G., with every Braves victory, posts due to chop on Facebook. Due to chop. The Braves can have a 500 season and 81 times they'll they'll be due to chop. Jeff, stop already with due to chop. Stop counting division titles.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Darren, best of the week. Oh, man, mine, mine goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, they won the first overall pick for the second straight year, third time in four years, and they still stink. <laughs> with a total of six first-round picks over the last three drafts, you would think they should be a playoff team by now, but they're not. That has not been the case. There have been reports between of friction between Kyrie Irving and Dion Waiters, their 2011 and 2012 first-rounders. Combine that with what appears to be an epic bust of a 2013 pick in Anthony Bennett And you have an organization that gives Cleveland fans little to no hope of them turning it around. Uh, It's no wonder LeBron took his talents to South Beach because Dan Gilbert and the Cavaliers are proving Cleveland does anything but rock. Benson and those guys, presented by Town &
1: Country Pest Solutions. Visit our site, btgprogram.com, at btgprogram on Twitter. And before we get out of here, if I want to live... Another year happily married. I need to say happy birthday to my beautiful wife, Marlene. If you see her grilling your food today at the GT Sports Park, <laughs> wish that wonderful woman a happy birthday. See you again next week, Benson and those guys.